1: Sorry about the noise, my neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Thanks to Ladbrokes, this is the Friday Jump with Tom Hackett.
0: Well, Tommy has made way this morning, kindly, from Ladbrokes, because we've got another special guest in the studio, heels. Well,
2: he doesn't move easily. He only moves for goats, doesn't he? So, And
1: we've got one here too. So Tommy's very generous to the goats.
2: Yeah. Rupert
0: McCall, a very good
1: morning to you. G'day, Pat. G'day, Heels. Tommy Rupert. used one of my poems, the Grenigal Malaria, in his grade 10 school <laughs> yeah, project. Yeah, exactly so right. I'm not sure he would have moved otherwise.
0: <laughs> and you know what? I think he was secretly hoping that you got caught in traffic <laughs> because I reckon he wanted to do the poem again. <laughs>
2: I hope hope you got an A for it.
1: Yeah, the uh, the, the report card, yeah. Green and gold malaria brought to you by Ladbrokes. (laughs) This kid's got problems.
0: (laughs) Now, I tell the story on this show continually, and I've seen you work so many rooms and just bring rooms to an absolute standstill. But that night for our Olympians... On mm. the day that what – did, what did you coach – was it the brothers' fourth grade?
1: Third grade. Third
0: mm. – oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was <laughs> – understating it. Um, third grade to a premiership. So you were entitled to be at the Creek or uh, at Crosby Park or somewhere. Mm. You got done up in the dinner suit. You came along. Oh, you I stood did. on a dais mm. in the middle of a 1,000 people and just uh, set us all into raptures.
1: It was one of the great days of my life, Pat. You yeah. know? I mean, coaching those boys to a GF, it's something really special. And third grade. So, you know, the games played and won uh, around about lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd had a few beers. I had to get the second rower to, to put my uh, bow tie on in the dressing shed at Crosby Park to get an Uber to uh, the RNA Convention Centre to recite that poem to the athletes of, of Queensland's, you know, uh, Tokyo Olympic yeah. glory standing on the stage. Uh, and then it was straight back to Crosby Park. Yeah, you you know your limits. See, you know exactly where your performance limit
2: limit can be. Mm-hmm. Who are your influences to go from law to poetry, mate?
1: Oh, good good question, Heels. I I I think it probably uh, you know, coincides with with a moment that I know that Wayne Bennett's mentioned this morning. I'd be surprised if many Queenslanders uh, you know, don't nominate Arthur Beetson running out of the tunnel in 1980 yeah. as as just one of the great moments in Queensland sport. It was so, so special for a 10-year-old kid yeah. as I was in grade five at Our Lady of Lourdes uh, Primary School at Woody Point at about the same time that I got introduced to Banjo Patterson. So it was just a collision of, of forces. You know, that uh, that notion of storytelling that, that Banjo yeah. uh, shone a light on in my life back then and and uh, Arthur Beats and... You know, kicking off this, this folklore of fairy tale of state of origin, two of my great passions then emerged to become what I was to be.
0: Yeah. Heels and I are both country kids, so Banjo Patterson played a, a big role in our youth as well. I mean, I you know, recite the poems and you know, we knew all the poems from our school days.
1: Mm. On the outer Baku where the churches are few and the men of religion are scanty, on a road never crossed set by folk who were lost. One, Michael McGee had a shanty, and that was the poem a bush christening that started it all for me by Banjo right. Patterson. Now, let me ask the impossible question: Do you
0: have a fave? And I know you've got the, the wonderful book *Golden Soil*. Mm. I mean, do you have a fave?
1: uh it, it's it's uh, like children, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, there's been so many wonderful moments. Uh, I, I think you know *Green and gull Malaria* was a major breakthrough for me because it took my work to a national stage. Mm. I wrote that uh, in 1995. Uh, you know, reciting a tribute to Roger Federer and Rod Laver in yeah. the room. I mean, that was just such a buzz. And then you've then you, you're standing at Anzac Cove and delivering at Gallipoli. Yeah,
0: That's right. Yeah. And,
1: uh, and at Ground Zero, yeah. you know, presenting to the firefighters of 911. So there's been there's been a uh, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, and and the Queensland stuff in the early days yeah. too is, is pretty special. In fact, when I nominate. My favourite Queensland moment, and let me just do it now. Yeah, it was, it was. I, I listened uh, or watched Artie Beatson in, in 1980 with my brothers, you know. And the, but I was there when Al, Alan Langer made a comeback from from England to play in Game Three mm-hmm. in 2001 at QE2 Stadium, uh-huh. uh, win the game, the decider, which we will do again in uh, in a couple of weeks' time, and then have the uh, the honour and the opportunity of reciting Queenslander to the team in the dressing sheds <laughs> after the match. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's as good as it so, gets. So
0: many it. so many people too, you know, whether they be wives, girlfriends, parents or whatever. They want copies of the poems uh, uh, that have written about their their special athletes to, you know, give for Christmas or weddings mm. or parties or you know, birthdays or whatever, don't they?
1: Yeah, and it's it's a it's a nice feeling, you know, when you get that uh, that feedback or that, that confirmation that what you've written becomes part of you know, their journey yeah. and a little bit of the legacy of, of uh, what that p- person has inspired uh, a state, a nation, you know, even in a global sense uh, to achieve. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you have a routine. To to write it, you know, is yeah, it...
1: get a prop
2: to put your put your tie on <laughs> and a couple of beers and off you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I don't really mate. Like i honestly, you don't never know where the inf- where the inspiration yeah. is going to come from. So you just have to be open to it. And uh when the tap turns on, when you feel like you know you've just got this this great force inside you that needs to to land on that page. Yeah. um you you got to write it. You just got to go with it, yeah. and uh, and a couple of beers sometimes helps. Yeah. What's
2: the uh, you know how? So a poem can be written quite quickly and then refined after that. But
1: yeah, yeah. The quickest the quickest poem I think that I wrote that's that's in in my book, um, my latest book is uh, is my tribute to Steve Irwin, and that's that's a bit sad to think about that because my daughter got home from from school. She was six years old and. She said, oh, the crocodile hunter's mm. gone. And I didn't know at the time. It was it was one of those really surreal moments, I think, in our lives. And I was working for another radio station back then and had to have something for the next day. And it was like, well, I can't write anything else except the tribute to Steve Irwin. Yeah. And so The Crocodiles Are Crying was written almost uh, instinctively and very quickly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Good title, Crocodiles, Crocodiles Are Crying. Are crying. <laughs>
1: Goosebumps everywhere, <laughs> mm.
0: Ruth? Are, are we allowed to? Will you indulge us, and we can put you to work for a, just a little bit?
1: Yeah, this is this is um, this is one of the most recent things that I've written, and I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'll just give you a little mm-hmm. extract from it because I was commissioned to to write for uh, this Origin campaign, and you know I spoke to Billy Slater and Tony Norris, uh, our coaches, yep. and uh, they wanted me to write something that was personal to the players, and I called it Blood and Bone Marone. 30 years on from writing Queenslander, you know, back in the uh, the bad old days of being an article clerk for a law firm.
0: <laughs> the stage is all yours. Yeah,
1: when your blood and bones maroon, it means a lot of different things. And you find out very quickly what the inspiration brings. There's a chapter in your childhood. There's a hunger in your eye. There's a dream you never traded and a thought that you could fly. There's a price and there's a promise. There's a trail of tears and sweat. There's a kid who kept believing, now a kid who can't forget. There's a TV in a lounge room, there's a war about to start, and because they hail from Queensland, there's a cue upon their heart. It is born inside your being, and then with honour it is grown. And it's something that you live for, when your blood and bones maroon. And when your blood and bones maroon, there comes a time when you must fight, and it lights an inner fire that electrifies the night, Yet above the heaving cauldron and beyond the mighty game, there's a legion in your corner and its colour bleeds the same. On the farms and on the beaches, uh, in the schools, uh, from the city to the scrub, in the schools and on the work sites in that little country pub. The voice of every Queenslander contributes to the roar and the ghost of every warrior who wore the queue before. To those who share this lineage, the battle cry is known. This is what you fight for. When your blood and bones maroon, and the one thing I can promise, you will never stand alone. When the cue is on your heart, and when your blood and bones maroon.
0: Oh, brilliant!
1: Like that. I got really emotional in that first verse, and from out that. of nowhere, because I just thought of you know that that kid watching uh, Origin in, in my days of of uh, you know hoping that one day maybe oh, I could play. Uh, with that cue on my heart, but instead uh, I would I would write and pay tribute to to my heroes and the great warriors who were able to do it. It's
2: very clear what our men have got to do in Game Three, and a copy of that in your kit won't go astray.
1: Mm.
0: No, exactly right. Hey, we're we're running short of time. We've we've got to get to a, co- a commercial break. Just a, a pleasure and a privilege to have you in the studio today. Just fantastic, and uh, we're going to keep you here till the end of the show, if that's all right, if you've got the time.
1: I'll be here, boys, but let me just say congratulations uh, on the show. I wish you all the best and uh, hope you back a winner on the weekend. Oh, well, we'll
0: find one, No not <laughs> worry. Thanks, Ruf. <laughs> when, when you have about 312 bets, <laughs> something's entitled to win somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Rupert, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show in a moment. Hi, Eels. Uh, it's been fun, hasn't it, today?
2: Yeah, busy and fun. Big profiles.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I particularly like Benny. He gave us more than yes and no yeah. answers. He's, he's made things very hard for me, as a journalist. No, oh, I'd struggle to
2: get it again, but he was good today. <laughs> Go to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course.
0: Exactly Ready. right. Hey, uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be back to wrap up the show. I certainly hope you've enjoyed it. We've had a who's who of Queensland sport today. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex
1: deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp.